With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. boys how 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 is it how Man, it's how, right are, hood, how are you doing it's all right, it's all right. Boy try to it. snatch my purse but you know yeah. i got him you know what i'm saying <laughs> i had him i can't tell if you're serious or not because i know where you live oh i got I some you were gonna stories say because i can tell i thought you were gonna say because i know you have a purse oh yeah well i don't know i <laughs> i mean i i'm 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 less sure about that than i am that sometimes you can't tell if if Matt's kidding or not. <laughs> oh, that's something. That's a trait of you, right there. I, I don't. I'm. Mm. I, I'm. Anyway, hi everybody. Welcome to TOVG podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. Just oh. to give you um, a hint of my hood, um, <gasps> a dog got shot and died oh, no. on my lawn. Good. Oh God. Yeah. Great. That's horrible. Just, what did you do? Just, it, well, you know, there were shootings um, the night before, and I was like. Oh, th- those are fireworks, babe. Don't worry about that. Go back to sleep. Um, wow. And then I woke up. We we uh you know we put on some clothes, uh, get ready to go to church, and then we see the dog just oh, laying there peacefully, no. like he's sleeping. And um, it took us a while, but we we noticed that his eyes was open and he was oh. dead. That's so oh. I had to go over to my neighbor, which we never talk. You know that relationship with a neighbor where you're like, you know, you know that we, you know, we we exist in the same area, but we just don't acknowledge each other. Yeah, that right. type of yeah. thing. And you know, I knocked on the door. I'm like, oh, I think your dog died on my lawn. And yeah, that was an interesting conversation. Oh Wait. yeah, there was shooting last night at the fool, and we all ran inside, and we did, thought the dog ran away, but I guess he didn't. Did Did you know the dog? Did you know it was your neighbor's dog? Yeah, yeah, because the dog it likes to take poops in my yard. Ah, uh-huh. and uh, yeah, and um, likes to bark at everybody. Okay, so 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 I guess he just finally pushed someone too far. Push someone too far. I'm not saying that he deserved it. I'm not saying that. You know, it's a so, dog. But yeah, it's funny. Not that, but <laughs> but it, it's funny because this week I was totally. I came prepared because I've been listening to a lot of other podcasts, and I totally came prepared to to open up the show right after you said hello and welcome by being like like. Yeah, welcome to the TOVG podcast, the only podcast that doesn't claim to talk about video games sometimes, but actually just does talk about video games. And then we opened up with the dead dog on Matt's lawn. Mm. So perfect. I, yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I didn't see it coming either. Right. Yeah, I just, I just, uh, 
you know, wanted to branch out the intro a bit, and instead of saying hello and welcome, just say hey, and and, and little <laughs> hey. did I know the places it would go. It's it's fine. Yeah. It's fine. We we could bring it back up. Video games, guys. This yeah. is what we, we we escape to, right? Right. Um, Forget about our crappy lives, right? Let's Life's- let's 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 do that. Let's engage yeah, yeah. in escapism. And um, <laughs> pretend that, that video games are the only things that are that are important and worth caring about, which is I not mean, even that hard for me to do. I don't even watch movies. Yeah, I, I hardly watch almost wow. anything. I don't watch anything aside from like YouTube videos and like one TV show. I'm like the only guy. I'm a, I'm a weird guy. I watch a lot of TV and no, a lot of movies. No, you're the only normal one. I can't. I just can't do it, man. Like some stuff I get invested into, like the obvious, like, you know, Breaking Bad or whatever the good shows. I couldn't like, even do that. Like, I, I just I feel like if I'm just sitting and watching something for very long, I just feel like I've wasted so much time. Like if I'm doing if I'm video gaming, at least I feel like I've done. I, I was part of the experience, but so no no Rick and Morty, no Castle, nope. no Arrow, no, no Flash, nope. no no Breaking Bad. Well, yeah, and, and, yeah, I did watch that. Oh, okay, yeah. They, but like, even then, when four seasons were all on Netflix, I, uh, I was the ball and chain that held my wife back from watching it all in one day, and we watched one episode a day. Oh, that's because, discipline. I, I watch I, I Rick just, and Morty, yeah. but it's always in five episode bursts every five I, weeks. I can't do that. If it's, I have to watch like one episode and be like, all right, I got to go like actively do a thing now. My my life just started going downhill as, <laughs> as soon as I started playing these big sandbox games, and now I just yeah. I just don't care. I'll spend an entire day in the bed if I can get at least a little bit of work done in there. Man. I feel bad for you because, like, over the past couple weeks, I'm, like, playing, like, a little bit of Mario Maker, playing a little bit of Splatoon, pretty, like, hands-off oh, games that you yeah, just kind of, yeah. like, you, you, like, play them and you just, yeah, yeah that, was, that was fun. I got my fill. And then you did a full Witcher series spanning multi-episode review followed by Metal Gear Solid Five, followed by a, like, full Mario Maker review, which is coming sometime. Well, it's so. not a full review, actually, but, I mean, I, we'll find out tomorrow. I Whoa. hope I can get it Today, done in time. Today, actually, yeah, because most people. Pod, it's so, ah, I always have, like, trouble with the time travel we do in this podcast, but... Possibly, possibly yesterday, if you're a little <laughs> late, or just finding it on the website, because this goes up on Saturday on the website. I do want to say, it's been two weeks, my, my Wii U gamepad came back from repair. One of Hell the first yeah. things Ooh. I did was plop in Splatoon, and oh, man, it is, those, oh, it's so good. Right? The motion controls in Splatoon are are super legit. What? Right. What? It's, okay, it's, so maybe I need to send mine in because for me it <laughs> sucks. Like I hate it. Really? What, I, what's what's I, your yeah. issue? The 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 controls, not the game. The game is cool, but the controls make me hate it. Interesting. The motion controls. Just the controls. Or, both or the of regular them. controls. Both of them. Both oh, really? Of them sucks. I don't know about that. Like, I, I so I, I I think it just controls wonderfully. I think it's just like a very easy to to like. It's just like a very like, uh, what's the word? Um, heptic is that is that haptic? the word? 
haptic. Yeah. Like it, it has good feedback. It has good game feel I, to use that. I that just want a game. 2013 word. <laughs> I just want a regular 360 controller, plug it in with high sensitivity and I'll be beast mode. You could but no, use I have pro. to do some stupid stuff. No, it doesn't work properly. Like the Y axis is uh, sensitive. Wait, wait a minute. So you guys have oh. to reset camera every fight and you're okay with that? Or you guys are, don't have to reset the camera with motion I'm, controls. I'm resetting the camera like uh, like every five or six seconds. Oh my gosh! Wait, uh, no, okay. I, okay. The th- when you turn on motion controls, you can't use the analog stick for Y axis. You use motion controls for Y axis and for X axis as well. But it's kind of like a fine tune. Like yeah. like what I noticed, I, I was totally fine with the game, even without the motion controls. I was playing it and having a blast. But last night or actually two nights ago when I popped it in, I played one of the single player levels, which was basically a shooting gallery. And I was basically right. like snapshotting these targets like it it mm-hmm. was like the closest I've I've felt to having a mouse on a console. It it really like when you when you are playing Splatoon with the motion controls and you're doing good, you look like uh how you would look if you were playing, you know, like Mario Kart 64 as a kid and you're like swinging the controller around and stuff to like turn, but it's actually like actually doing something. You, you look like a person in a movie playing right. video games. <laughs> and, and the reason why the motions are so exaggerated is because the motion controls are only there for fine tuning. Mm. Like, like you aim in the general ballpark of the enemy with the stick and then go the rest of the distance with the motion controls, which I yep. think actually gives you a finer degree of accuracy i agree versus playing with a stick you're using something you're you're using a much more natural controllable motion of your own arm yeah and i come over i'm gonna try your controller out because i'm convinced that my my <laughs> gamepad is broken and well, maybe it it's just not for you i don't know no, but it, it, the, I like the game. The game it makes me feel like I'm playing Gears of War and <laughs> like like a, a nice like uh, you know the pyro animation <laughs> for from Valve Squirts for TF2. Like you know when he sees rainbows and bunnies and stuff, but really he's burning the house down. That's kind of <laughs> right. what Splatoon is. It's just really it just feels good to shoot people in that and spread your 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 nice milk everywhere. Yeah. You know, mm, I'm, it's when, really cool. Mm. But I, I the controls, I just I can't get back. Get, but get but once it. you turn motion controls, you can spread your goo with your own arms, and yeah. that feels more natural and familiar. I'm sure. Yes, yes, it does. See, we could talk don't, about don't, video games. Don't, don't leave the silence. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, well, okay, so so I'm going to move out of that. Um, Sticky situation? Yeah, I guess we can call it that if you want to. Uh, I have been playing over the past, I guess, week and a half now. Um, you guys might have seen my video or at least me tweeting profusely about it, but... Uh, uh, Rivals of Aether, or Ether, yeah. I guess, as I was corrected several times in my video's comments. <laughs> but it, it has an A in it, so fucking Aether, all right? It sounds cooler. The Smash should, Brothers thing, right? Did, did you, yeah, yeah. I wonder what the, what the devs have to say. I'm sure it's actually Ether, but it has an A in it. The A is capitalized, Aether. Um, but yeah, like, that game, that is a fucking game right there. That is a good-ass game. I need to try it out. I've been looking at it, and I watched your video, and I was like, man, I, I should probably try this out. Like, if you have any sense of, like, if you have any sort of competitive uh, spirit 
when you play those kind of games. Like if you play Smash Brothers and you start yeah. getting into it, like uh, yeah. Rivals is fucking good because as I said in my video, which you should all go watch, by the way, uh, it's like really easy to pick it up and figure out how to do things. And so like you start to feel out the combos that work because you don't have to like it's not like Street Fighter where some of the best combos involve like a fucked up FADC in the middle of them at the right frame, frame and links. shit. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm all for watching people do that. It's very cool, but I also would like to play a game and do stuff that that's very impressive and very fun and flashy and the, like Aether just like allows you to do that. Like uh, I I regularly play online and when I'm not getting bad connection with people from like Europe I I do I like hold my own really well Rare, very rarely do I get beaten in a best of three which is like I'm like breaking my arm patting myself on the back but it's like <laughs> it's so easy to like pick this game up and feel it out and you'd like the barrier of you getting good is how much you can like discern how your character works against other characters and how to apply it and uh, I fucking love it it's so cool you can play as a shark tiger. Holy crap. Uh, well, it's more of a orca cat, but... Or cat. Yeah. Or cane, actually. Oh. Or, oh or but it's very line. cool. And that's the other thing that I really like about the game is that um, every character has this like super central mechanic that sort of like drives every other move that they have. So the character that I play is the... Uh, I think I think she's like a raccoon or maybe a weasel. I'm not sure. A furry, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, she is. Uh, her name is Maple, <laughs> and her core mechanic is that three of her special moves apply a mark, and when the mark is active, her smash attacks will lock you in place Ooh. for a second. They like stun you, and her uh, her up special, her recovery move, becomes a infinite range tether, and. So it's very interesting because people have time to react when you tether. So you tether straight to them from wherever you are and they can like hit you when you when you get there or you can hit them. And like that mark just drives all of the combat because when the mark is not on the opponent, they can play aggressively. But when it is on the opponent, then they have to realize that, oh, you can recover from most things really, really easily. If you land a smash attack, they're going to probably get fucked. Or you can also play, say, like little plant on the ground and if they have the mark on them and they run by the plant the plant will lasso them and hold them in place for a second it's fucking great you, you were talking so. about this at e3 like how mm -hmm. a lot of the characters is um central mechanics revolve around laying traps and they, how you like it's make sort of like stage like, hazards it like a couple of them are like that like uh i guess i guess half of the roster is based on that but they all generally have the idea of like or I guess more than half the roster, um, but they all have this idea of of there are some things that you need to set into motion mm -hmm. to get your character like going, and it's very easy to figure out how to do that. But it's a different story for like how to apply it, which which probably adds a whole nother level of satisfaction to pulling something off because you're you're going through a long chain of of causes and effects. Oh yeah, that are, the, that are super distinct. <sighs> I was playing with uh, with Todd, Rated S Games Todd, uh, last week, capturing footage, and uh, the the Beetle character, Crag, his special abilities all revolve around, like, rocks that are not, like, part of his body. He can, like, summon up rocks and stuff, and 
I found a like cheeky little combo because like his neutral B, he picks up a rock to throw. And if he hits the that rock after he throws it, like if it's on the ground or something, he hits it, it breaks and shoots off like a shotgun blast in front of it mm-hmm. or in the direction that your hitbox is going. And his up special makes a pillar of rock go to wherever, whatever the height he's at. So I managed to get Todd way up in the air, jumped up to him, used the up special. So a pillar appears below me pulls Todd up to my level. I'm holding a rock. I throw the rock up. It hits Todd. I use an up attack. The up attack hits Todd, also hits the rock. The rock explodes, and the rock shotgun hits Todd and shoots him off the top of the map. And it was like, in one second. It was just like, and he's dead. And it looked so fucking cool. And it felt so fucking good. Yeah, it it, uh, it was actually really easy to visualize what you were talking about, despite how elaborate it sounds. Right. And it's also like I have been able to replicate like a very similar combo going in a different direction because it's very easy to like figure out your inputs and when you should be doing them. There's no like tiny ass window to do that. You just like you imagine it and you're like, maybe I can do this. And, you know, if they have if they know what you're going to do, they might be able to like spot dodge out of it or air dodge or whatever. But if they're not expecting it, like that's that's how you do it fucking great god fucking great love this game <laughs> i'm i'm it, glad I, I have a feeling that we all have have games that we love to talk about because it's been two weeks and it's been a good two weeks for me <laughs> i don't know about you guys though well i mean we just heard about jimmy though jimmy seems like like he's he's been taken care of yeah how, definitely. how, how about you matt oh man oh well i guess last week was soma uh then oh. this week is super mario maker which Oh, you Super got Mario it. Maker is pretty fantastic. Yeah, yeah, I had to. I had to. I'm I, still I, I, making up great. my mind about it, and and I have a feeling I won't really come to fully appreciate it until I unlock everything. But right now, it seems kind of skimpy. You definitely, I would well, recommend just using one of those guides to unlock everything quick. Yeah. Well, what you do is you spam everything, basically, right? Yeah, you spam everything, and it'll be like. Oh, your your order will show up tomorrow for your next pack. And then what you do is... You keep putting blocks over and over and yeah, over again. You, you, until you either you get do something. that until you get something, or the quicker way is you just back out to your Wii U's main menu and then go to your system settings and change the date to tomorrow. Is and you go back in and it's way? like, oh, it showed up. Because I tried yeah, the spam actually, trick and it only worked once. It did not work the second time. The spam trick gets... It gets a little like hit or miss. Yeah, I that's why I switched to the the time warp trick where you just go in and you like you place all of the new things that you have until it's like, oh, your next order is on its way tomorrow, and then you just back out and change the date. I still haven't changed my Wii U's date back, so I think it thinks that it's like October eighteenth right now or something. It's that's such a bother. Too far off. But yeah, it's like a really weird system and I don't think it works. I get it, but in hindsight, I don't think that it was implemented very well. For, for I, clarification, I we should probably explain how, because it's super weird. And people right. who haven't think, played probably don't yeah. know how weird what we're talking about is. All right, go for it. That, okay, okay. I mean, I don't mean to like steal your thunder or anything, because no, you no, might actually know more about the game than I do at this point, because you've had it weeks longer. That's true. But the, the thing is, you start out with with an extremely basic set of level design pieces, and it's um, only what you see in one world one one of Mario one. 
It's just uh, a couple pipes that you cannot assign new warp zones to. Or how sh- how should I explain? You can't assign a sub level to pipes. You had on that's like that one of the last on. things you get. Oh mm-hmm. really? Because I want that now. And th- yeah, that's the I problem. mean, like you'll get doors, <laughs> and doors kind of function the same way, and those are like pretty quick afterwards. But, but they don't yeah, look the, as pretty. The, the warp pipe thing is a little bit later. Um, you don't. You get very very small sets of items every day after filling a five minute <laughs> uh, uh, time quota of building a level, unless yeah. you do the spam trick in which the game kind of assumes you've already played with those pieces so much that you're ready for the next one. Right. And I guess the idea is that they want you to like have some idea in your head over the next day and that you're uh, a kid. In it, From what I see, the idea was more, we don't want you... Like, okay, I, I can say that from experience, I think that this is a good idea in theory and maybe not the most elegant execution, but like, you know, okay, for, for example, me learning music as a kid, like guitar and drums mm-hmm. and shit, I skipped the basics and I went straight to the heavy metal stuff, which was what I was listening to at the time. So I really have no knowledge of good hand placement for chords on a guitar, but I can do a two-handed tapping solo, which is fucking useless if you don't know the basics so, like, I can't play you a song. I could just play you a tapping solo, which is fucking useless. Good job. Yeah, exactly. So so and they don't want that to happen, but at the same time, they, they like, tether it to real time. Like, yeah, it's a little, it's a little too constricting uh, right off the bat. But, like, for example, I did make two levels that were, like, out of the Mario 1-1 pieces, because I just kind of wanted to jump in, and I was like, I don't care about the limitations. I'll see what I can do with the limitations. And I, I made some, like, fun stuff. Like, it gives you springs, which can be used for a lot of, of funny things, and, like, it's... It, I don't know. I'm, I'm a big proponent of the idea that limitations breed creativity, and I think that that's what they were going for. I just don't, like I said, I don't think it was the most elegant way to implement it's, it's that. It's super frustrating because I have ideas that I mm-hmm. won't be able to implement until like day nine. Right. Especially and, when and you're playing all those other nuts. levels. Yeah. Those, like, and you realize how much better they are than anything you can possibly create because you haven't waited the days. Like the idea, the, the way you do it intentionally the way they've designed is that you unlock the game over a period of nine days. And, and like mm-hmm. we were talking about earlier, there are tricks to, to get around it. And there's one that they did put in there, which is the spam trick, which seems like a deliberate part of their design. And the other is just fudging the time and date. Right. But it's I, I'd much rather just have like a more traditional campaign, but really a tutorial yeah, I I actually stuck to their system for I think the first three days that I owned it. Mm-hmm. Like I got it on oh fuck maybe maybe it wasn't even three days. I think I stuck to it for two days because so your your level like I can't make your unlikely companion level myself because I can't stick things together. Uh, you can stick things together. You just can't. You don't have Mario World. I don't first have of Mario all. World yeah. either. I don't have the haunted or house. Mario Three. And That's I also right. don't know how to stick things together. Like this isn't there's not a lot of uh not not a lot of meat to the manual either. It's it's one of those things where like when you do like how you think you're going to do something is pretty much like 
it's almost all the time going to be how it is. Like sticking things together, it's a matter of putting them on like you put one on a block or in a in a grid space and then you put the next one right above it and you'll see them like they'll both do like a little like pop animation that shows that they've linked. I, are you sure? Because what if you want to <laughs> yep. stick them next to each other but don't want to stick them? Uh, it only works up and down, first of all. Okay. Um, as far as like not sticking them together like that i'm pretty sure just move it a block farther away because in most situations you won't need stuff that's densely packed on top of each other um unless they're already like flying enemies but i find that that it's that's like a very specific problem to have i i can't see it messing up too many like contraptions puzzles or situations well, it just makes me worried about the longevity of this thing. Like, I've I've enjoyed a lot of puzzle levels, but it's so easy to break them because there yeah. aren't, like, controls for preventing a lot of stuff players are going to do. Like, there's one haunted house I was playing where you had to hit a hidden block that would make, or, or not a hidden block, a music block that would uh-huh. make a vine climb up into the air so you could reach a high point of the level. But if you hit the music block from above, the vine grows Went down. down. Yeah, yeah. And then I couldn't get to where I needed to go and would just have to restart. And Well, I mean, in that sense, I want to assume that that was a fail state that the creator of that level put in intentionally because they <laughs> could have just made they could have just made a, a regular block instead of a music note and you would have wouldn't mm. have been able to hit it from the top. That's true. But I just feel like I I I just instinctively feel like if I click and hold down on any one of these pieces an options menu should pop up with a few boxes to tick that would prevent stuff like that I I can see that um, for the most part your options menu on things is shaking them around with the control stick until they change to the other thing <laughs> have you done that uh no and and like i said i'm still really early on it 80 percent of my time has been playing levels not making them so so you're gonna right. have to explain um, this one to me I mean, it's pretty simple. It, grab anything, like the easiest uh, easiest way to describe it. Grab a green Koopa from your little menu that you have, mm-hmm. drag it onto the level, and then pick it up and shake it, and it'll turn into a red Koopa after a little huh. bit. And it pretty much, I, I'd say like 90% of the, of the enemies and entities have a alternate state. But like, how the, was I yeah. supposed to know that? that I- it tells you in the little startup. Oh, okay. I did, guess I did missed you, it. Did you know you can copy and paste? Because I didn't know, and it took me a while to, to yeah. figure that yeah, out. Yeah, it's there's a lot of things. You, you like, press a button come. for that. Like it's not a gesture. Like it's at least slightly easier to find. <laughs> right, right, yeah. right. I did not. I didn't know. I was like looking in the manual. I was like, oh, okay. The first, uh, the first like thing that happens when you open up that level editor is it's like, here's here's your things here's your worlds if you shake a thing it changes and then like it gets you going so you could have easily missed it and because i missed it at first and then i watched somebody uh making level and they shook a thing and i was like oh well that's neat what i did notice when putting wings on something it kind of prompts you to shake them and then you shake the wings off so i just thought Mm -hmm. that was a wing removal function not a toggle different versions of this Mm -hmm. same object function yeah it's it there's like a very limited way you interact with things and they affect it situationally and you get the hang of it pretty quickly i'd say like as soon as you know what you're doing you get the hang of it pretty quickly 
Um, what do you guys think of the $60 price tag for this game? Because uh, once you unlock everything, like, I, <sighs> yeah. I, I don't know. Like, I felt like there should have been levels that they made. There's just a little story mode. Not necessarily story mode. Just here's levels that we made with Mario Maker. Now go make your levels. That type of thing. I wish there was a few of those in there. So I felt like I beat the game in a way. Not not necessarily that's, that's important, but I felt Whoa. like there should have been a little bit more. But because the community is just ridiculous in creating these levels, and I've played hundreds of levels mm-hmm. since I've got the game, and most of them have been pretty fun. The auto levels, some of them have really good design to them that just make me feel satisfied to figure it out and lots lots of little puzzles. A lot of people have some really good ideas. That in itself, I feel like it's worth it. But like, I don't know from a guy, I'm, I'm a guy who loves Super Mario World and loved the Mario games from, like, from the very beginning. I grew up with the stuff. Nostalgia mm-hmm. is not necessarily affecting my view, but... It does have some play into my enjoyment, I would think, um, being well, able to play um, more and more levels. I can play this literally all day. Me and my wife were yeah. swapping the controller. Oh, that sounds really these. fun, actually. It's really, really addicting to, to and fun. To swap out every other level or something? Just, I mean, they... Well, not to cut you off, yeah. but they do have the... Uh, like, I'm assuming you've been doing, like, the 100 Mario challenges? Um, <laughs> That and the... I don't know what the difference between the 10 Mario and the 100 Mario is. See, that that's what I was going to say. The 10 Mario is developer levels. Yeah, that's that's the offline mode. Oh, so what every yeah. week they they reset it or something like that? No, it's actually there's a there's a set, I think there's like 80 or so levels mm-hmm. that you play uh through playing the 10 Mario over and over again and then when you beat the 10 Mario for like the like when you like exhaust all the levels in their library they, uh, you unlock the four levels from the Nintendo World Championships. In, also, that's in your a, I want to play those now. <laughs> yeah, it's that. That's the thing is like that's like super ambiguous. I would have never known that you play the ten Mario thing like ten times and then you finally like unlock new levels. And if you beat those levels, you unlock the uh, the weird Mario mushroom. Have you seen that? I've I've seen it, but I've never been able to play with it yeah. in maker mode. It, it has like yeah well you have to Lanky you have to beat Mario. those levels first yeah and he he gets like luigi mechanics from mario 2 where he like flutters and jumps all like floaty it's really weird but but yeah the, the 10 mario uh challenge is essentially the developer levels and stuff ah well i'm going to be so, doing that tonight then I, actually I, oh gosh i don't know it's it's still not exactly what i think i wanted out of it cuz i guess what i wanted was a a another Mario game plus an editor and what I got was was an editor plus super duper light mini levels like the, the yeah. Nintendo made ones are so short they're they're mostly I find they're mostly to show off uh gimmicks mm-hmm. that you can do in the game yeah maybe I, give you ideas by I, being I, I like get it uh, it's just it's just like so lightweight Essentially, the whole point is you play the 10 Mario Maker uh, challenge, then all the levels that you beat get unlocked in your pre in the preview thing. And then you can go to those levels and open them up in the editor and see how they did certain things or like like play with the entities that they have and like move them to different positions, see how the level plays differently. Like, yeah, I I don't know. I do agree. It's a bit sparse for $60, um, but it's Mario, so. 
Well, see, here's the th- I'm hoping there it's missing very, very blaring and crucial things like from the editor. Even, you like checkpoints. <laughs> everybody, yeah. I want the world first maps. thing that everybody says. Yes, world, world maps, maps and checkpoints. Would be Custom spray everything. Oh, everybody says those. Music and maker. it's like it's so true because uh, I, I'm I'm actually scripting a video exactly on this one specific particular topic right now but uh, i'll just i'll say like a little bit of a spiel right now anyway um the the way that levels in mario in like a real mario game are designed is not the way you're going to design them in mario maker because you have no lead-in of other levels you have no payoff of of levels past it you have to make your concept known let the player experiment with it and finish it off in one singular level and if your level gets too long people are just going to skip it and they're never going to finish it so it's sort of counterintuitive to designing a mario level and it's more developing this weird metagame where like i feel like my my unlikely companion level it like brushes up with the too long notion like it, it barely manages to like get the mechanic and then let you use the mechanic throughout the level and then finish up Whereas if I had a world map where I can make like maybe a series of four levels, maybe it introduces you to the mechanic really easily in the first level. In the second level, you can see how it works in some very controlled situations. And then levels two and three or three and four, excuse me, are like ones you actually have to apply it and like use critical thinking. It would give a sense of checkpointing and progression that isn't there. And when people making levels do that, when they introduce you with the challenge in the beginning of the level and then make it really hard and serious in the end of the level, that means you're dying a whole lot at the end of the level, but have to play through everything Mm. in the beginning all over again. Yeah. And it gets really repetitive. And this is why I think world maps or checkpoints, but I'd really like to see world maps because then people could make level compilations. Yes. Is the most sorely needed feature, but one that might be super hard to implement because that's like I, a whole new set of, 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 you would need almost a whole different editor for those no, map I screens. No, I here's the thing is, I don't think you would, because I don't necessarily want to make Super Mario World. I don't want to make this large, expansive, like, oh, bridges and there's secret exits and everything. That would be cool, but for this concept to be completely, uh, I guess, like, satisfactory... All I would need is those hundred Mario challenge. Where uh, there's a straight line through eight template. levels. Yeah. yeah, straight line, straight line of eight levels. Because where you are on the map doesn't really affect it. Like you can do some thematic stuff in there. Of course, it worked great in Super Mario World. But like, I'd be totally satisfied with just like you can choose between a playlist, you know, even yeah, yeah essentially yeah. a playlist or a folder of levels like stuff entering oh, codes and stuff like that. And, oh, yeah. God, and then the you could share like, Oh, here's my world. And you can let people just play it in, you know, just, in a, in succession. And then they could rate it like, Oh, I like this world a lot. Or I beat the whole thing or I didn't beat any of it. You know, imagine how much more satisfying it would be to put in that stupid code and then not get, a two minute level and be done with it, but rather put in one code, play for an entire hour of something cool and unique, and then right. put the game down and be satisfied for the sitting. Mm. Yeah. And then if, you know, like if you want to go even farther, the other thing that I was, I, that I was going to mention in my video that I don't know if this is like probably the least realistic, but I think it would be super duper helpful is just fucking put a tagging system. Oh, on yes. Levels. 
I, like why? Obviously, why? you wouldn't have it. You wouldn't have it user-made tags because then people are gonna start tagging levels as fuck and penis or whatever. But like, just just put like ten pre-made tags. Like this is a level. This is puzzle. This is Kaizo. difficult. <laughs> Automatic. Yeah. <laughs> <Japanese>. Automatic. <laughs> but like you, you know what I'm saying, right? Yeah, like absolutely. So users who finish the level or just play it can be like. I like your level, and then they can tag it as puzzle and difficult, <laughs> yeah. so that people who can search through puzzle levels and difficult levels will find it. Like very simple, like and Dark make Souls, it, uh, like how you leave messages in Dark Souls. You have a set of. I really stuff. like the comments. You can leave Dark Souls messages in these levels. It's great. Yeah. Oh yeah, I had to turn those <laughs> off because I kept dying. Some of the levels, they, yeah, need they them. get they kind of get way the fuck in the way. <laughs> yeah. They do, yeah. but I I really really like levels that that really think outside the box and in one of them that i played another night that was made by a fan was a survival horror one where <laughs> you walk in a room and, and hear a telephone ringing off screen and then and then read the comment it says a phone or or they'll pretend to be signs on the wall uh-huh. there's there's one um a- aperture science portal themed one where the comments are glados mocking you and also giving you hints for the puzzles that's pretty cool. Yeah, like um, like I literally like the idea of using those comments as as basically a stand-in for signs or dialogue. Right. My my favorite one that I've seen so far. I was watching Cosmo Wright do a hundred Mario challenges the other night, and uh, he started a level, and there was it was like a water level, and there was a block in front of him, like you know, like a question mark block, and the comment just pointed to it, and it just said, "Here is a flower, comma okay." <laughs> Yeah, I I don't know. Like maybe they could also. I, I don't really know if Nintendo anticipated people using them as signs. It would be hard to imagine them not doing that, though. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, maybe there should be more options in the options menu, such as filter comments by creator only. Yeah, yeah. You know, there there's it just it just feels like uh, I can't really say half baked. More like seventy five percent baked. Right. Yeah. It, that's the thing. I expect them, what with Splatoon, to be adding to this game for free. But if they charge for it, I don't know if I'll be okay with it. But then it's like, when do you want to feel happy? Would you rather feel happy later or now? And why is the answer not now? I I think, again, it's just the same system with releasing the current set of tools. Because I think that they want everybody to really rack their brain and figure out everything that you could possibly do with this set of tools i mean like how do you want to see some crazy money? implementation go look at uh pengia pangas uh yeah, videos fans have pointed guy. towards towards him yeah that's the guy who got a lot of his uh his tasks and speedrun videos taken down recently but he's been uh, making mario maker levels and they are just as fucking kaizo level of difficulty and they're actually really cool to watch somebody beat them you know Gosh, I always get really scared when I'm doing the 100 Mario challenge. So far, I have not had to give up on a single level in the challenge, although your stupid, unlikely companion puzzle, I still don't get it, but I don't want any hints. I'm going to get it someday. Wait, which part are you stuck at? I don't know. The P block. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. 
the P block. Yeah, no, a lot of people get stuck there. I I've think it's noticed. unintentionally the hardest part of the whole level. And, and you tried um, to clarify it in version two, but whatever's going on is still flying over my head. And I get really sad when scrolling through the comments because everyone's like, oh man, this level was so great. And I'm like, I can't, I can't wait. It makes me feel um, like an idiot, but I still, I, I don't, now. I don't want to know. I, I actually I clarified version two changed the part right before the P block. Yeah. Um, and the, the part right before it was, there's an, a very easy way to like cheese past that part. And I made it a little more difficult to do that, but you can still cheese it, which is kind of annoying. Cause I can't put a ceiling above that, but don't whatever. tell me if I'm wrong. I just want okay. to give you feedback. Sure. I am reading those new little conveyor blocks that you put in in version two as a hint for the p-block puzzle and i think that's specifically because i am just so desperate to solve this p-block puzzle um you said not you said you told me yeah, not to I tell just, you i just want you okay. to know that's how i'm reading the differences between these two versions even though you just told me it wasn't a hint for the p-block puzzle at all but instead a super easy one that i didn't have any well, trouble with before that no, I the the I mainly released that version two to fix that little bit before, but I did some cleaning up on the other stuff because a lot of people were saying that the P block puzzle was just like boggling their mind; they couldn't fucking get it. And so I was like, I'll I'll tweak stuff and clean it up and maybe clarify a little bit. So, I mean, no pressure, no pressure. Right. I'm sure when I figured out it was gonna feel great. There was one level I did where you had to land between P blocks. If you landed on a P block, it would break the ceiling and a screen full of spinies would come flying down. <laughs> and it took me like an hour and a half to get through this stupid level. But once I did, I felt amazing. It, it was like the best sense of payoff since like a, a Dark Souls game. I'm not sure if I sent you this level, but I starred one. I don't even remember what it was called, but it was uh, it was the only puzzle level that I've just stumbled across. Uh, just like randomly going through new levels and there's a very cool implementation of uh, super mario world's like shell throwing like physics mm -hmm. and uh it, it it's like this three-part sort of almost dungeon where every puzzle has like three mini parts of it where you like do something and immediately it's like oh shit i needed that all right gotta go back and redo it but also like like try a little bit harder to retain that shell while i keep going it's very cool i'll send it to you if i haven't sent that to you already okay I, I i like how you talk about how if you miss something you have to start over again and that's also another thing i was talking about earlier how it's super easy to break these puzzle levels and it well, just kind of turns into thing, trial and error that's the thing that i found really good about this level uh is you don't have to start over it's sort of like a oh i needed this to hit this thing to go forward and then you get to the part where you go forward and you're like oh I still need a shell. Maybe I'll go back and grab it. And then you kind of like, you get forward again. You're like, oh, I need two shells. Okay. And then you like, it sort of does this like, wait, not yet. Like the whole, the whole level. And you kind of like, there's, there's not like huge backtracking. It's like a very, very like, oh, drop down a level real quick. But okay, yeah, I really like that level. I'll send it to you. Thanks. I'll check it out. Mm -hmm. How are you enjoying Mario anyway. Maker, Matt? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Remember when this conversation started? Yeah, I know. I feel bad. Yeah, yeah. It was it was me. You asked me what I was doing, and then and then I'm just the kid in the back with his hand raised while no, the teacher you're ignores. Not. You were you like, were a beautiful. You know what? We're not video star. chatting. Teacher George. <laughs> teacher George. You should vocalize that raised hand, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I'm Cut probably like the off. only black. Oh, I took it to the race thing. Um, mm. yeah, well, Super Mario, Super Mario's good. I dropped a thing. Sorry. Okay. I thought I thought you were dropping the mic. Go go, go man. <laughs> okay, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's good. It's good. It's good. That's it. Just that's it. You know. Nothing. Nothing. I, no, I, no I, spooky I, stories. When, every time I wanted to talk, you know, you guys were talking. I didn't want to interrupt. So I accidentally dropped a thing. I was trying to get George to shut up. Mm. There you so, go. So 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 Matt, do you. You you enjoy playing it with your wife and swapping the controllers every mm-hmm. every level, right? 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 Yeah. So, so what what sort of no no this is a serious question like what kind of dynamics does that create in terms of what happens when one of you gets stuck? She passes the controller to me. What happens when you get stuck? I don't get stuck. Oh okay. <laughs> Damn. I don't Talk get about stu- mic drops. I, I I I'm pretty decent at Mario. Um. I had trouble. The stages I had trouble on was freaking Rubber Ross in his stages. Holy crap! I haven't played any of those right. yet. And um, I, I think I, I, I stumbled onto Gerard's one. And there's just one where you have to spin roll on two of those like, uh, don't you know those things that turn the the, the worms that turn red after you hit them. Mm-hmm. Ah, wigglers. Wigglers. You have to. Two of them drop, and I'm assuming you're supposed to spin roll on both of them to get up to whatever platform. I'm huh. guessing, and it, you have a, a split second roll? to react. Yes, yeah, but there's nothing else in the level in the beginning. All you have is this little platform that you start on, and two wigglers drop down in an obvious position that you can spin roll on both of them, and you have to get the timing like just right. And I'm like. There's got to be a hidden block somewhere. <laughs> this is some bull. <laughs> this is some bull. But other than that, I mean, it pretty, it's, man, it's been good. It's been challenging in the right way. I'll be like, no, I'm going to defeat this level. I'm going to defeat this level. And yeah. you just keep trying and and you overcome it and it's it's fun. Some of them are, some of those guys are just, they, they don't know how to create levels, obviously. But most of the time I've ended up enjoying each level with different mechanics and, you know, yeah. Since since you know that the uploader had to complete it, you always have a ray of hope. I always think in the back of my mind I'm going to reach that level where there's a hidden block somewhere, some hidden way to like there's this like <laughs> slider at the bottom of the screen that you can't see, right? That comes up at a certain time, like ten seconds after everything spawns, and then you just jump on there, and that's how you complete the level. I'm I'm dude, scared to reach that level, dude. You were talking about. Uh, about Ross's levels, uh, I watched a couple of the Game Grumps episodes where they played his levels. He revealed that he has one of those in every level. <sighs> there's like in the first like screen or two, there's like a very very like specifically hidden thing that you would never stumble across by accident, just so he can get to the end of the level to upload it. <laughs> oh my gosh, That's that really is some sick. Mean. Yeah, they're all they're all beatable according to him, and I've seen a lot of people beat his levels, but uh, he can't like, beat his own level. He he just like doesn't even bother. He like tests each individual section and then just just uses his upload scapegoat. Wow, That's really mean, Ross? Why, why, why? <laughs> I I yeah. guess he I just was, enjoys I was... the rest of us suffering. Yeah, he does. He's actually a. He actually also confirmed that he's a sadist on that show. So that explains everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, it, it's 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 funny you mentioned because um, George, you were saying like, oh, I want to go back and beat Jimmy's level. Like, I want to go back 
and defeat Rubber Ross's level. Like after I, I, well, I just I, open I, it up in the editor and find the hidden block that activates the roller coaster right to the end of the level. <laughs> no, I want to beat it legitimately. <laughs> I mean, there's no point if you don't want to be legit. There's no point. Like, what you get a little flag next to next to the level like who cares about that i, I mean as far as the people it. on the meverse will know you've done it legit <laughs> yeah and then well, you can leave a level you can leave a comment saying it was so easy, easy. i did it backwards yeah. matt matt is an honorable mario maker yeah i i i just i i really enjoy the game it's just hard for me to say hey person who you know didn't grow up with mario and generally just loves mario games here's a game where you know, you can play unlimited levels made by people. Some of them might be good, some might be bad. It's I don't know. It's hard to recommend for sixty dollars, but yeah, it's it's still a good yeah, game. Yeah. Like, like there's sixty dollars worth of such entertainment. Such a good idea. But yeah. what you get in the box by itself, without ever getting on the internet, it seems kind of below the usual sixty dollar point of absolutely. production. It's I mean, I, I think that that might be just like sort of nintendo's new thing with getting so many games online like i would not recommend splatoon offline like not even close to being worth it just playing the single player but (laughs) but also my first day with splatoon still felt satisfying and exhaustive and i was like wow there's still a lot left to do yeah no granted it's like it's a good game but not it's not a 60 dollar game for that single player mode you know yeah but i mean if you play it online intentionally you, you get the $60. My first day with Mario Maker, I was online, I was browsing levels, and I was still like, I don't know how long this is going to last me. I don't know. I, I'm i taking it slow. I'm not like going super hard and having like 12-hour play sessions, but I, I'm picking it up every day, you know, making like messing around level editor, playing some levels, doing a 100 Mario challenge and getting back off, and that's like... I'm feeling satisfied with it so far. If Nintendo did wasn't, you know, greedy little monsters, I would probably upload more videos. But, you know, <laughs> Nintendo <laughs> loves to copyright everything. I'm, so. I'm going to see uh, what happens. Just put borders on it, warp the footage, uh, <laughs> mute change the, the audio, <laughs> invert the colors. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so good luck, George, uh, earning money on Thanks. that video. I'll try. Yeah. I'm sure it'll I'm, be I'm actually, my actually, review all camera. Yep. Sincerely, though, with with Mario Maker, I, I find that I've heard the, a lot of the claims come from the audio. So don't have game audio on in your review. And and yes, shrink the footage and put a border around it. Really? Maybe even put borders that go like a little bit over the corners of the footage and don't put any cutscene related stuff. So like end of a 100 Mario challenge or something that should keep you safe for the most That's part. I believe ridiculous. Though. Wow. It's like safety measures i i've seen people upload videos that aren't getting claimed so i don't know huh, so i guess i'm just gonna have a like blurry little background <laughs> for all of the stuff and i'm really surprised like that's that, that you're saying this because usually with gameplay footage you don't have to worry about anything because no one's gameplay is going to look the same as anyone else's you can't you can't match up the frames i mean i didn't get my uh my nintendo world championships video claimed and that that's straight ripped from a nintendo stream so wow um but you're, you're under the the tovg umbrella i think yeah i'm actually not my individual channel maybe at your feet maybe maybe my channel's not not actually even partnered with the network so i'm like right. i'm a sitting duck but uh <laughs> yeah i mean like literally if you shrink the footage a little bit and put a border that covers most of your bases but okay. cutscenes. Cutscene stuff and, and game audio, I feel, is like the worst stuff. Like Splatoon videos won't get claimed if you don't 
include that little score screen afterwards. The you score can just upload screen? your like oh, yeah, no. cuz it's yeah, that's where they that's where they get you. God. It's kind of annoying. Yeah. Very annoying actually. Be careful George. Anyway. The Nintendo <sighs> Shrek is now waiting really, in the corner really ner- Nintendo Shrek what? <laughs> the Nintendo Shrek is waiting for you to upload that video. I, I speaking of the Nintendo Shrek this is the longest we've ever gone yeah. before the break. I, I was about to say, yeah. I, I, I'll let us think, think on that Nintendo Shrek. Yeah. While yeah. we, while we have a little bit of rest and rejuvenation. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, just try to figure. <laughs> Don't and visualize. close your eyes. <laughs> I'm, I'm visualizing the Nintendo Shrek right now, and. New from Angry Birds Go, Jenga Pirate Pig Attack. Yar! They're building our ship out of Jenga. Jenga blocks to keep birds away. I matey, they race and they speed in their go-karts on the way to wreck the pig's day. They'll crash that ship today. Jenga blocks sink into the bay. Pigs watch your rack or jump the track. It's a pirate pig attack. So watch your pigs back. They swim down the tracks. It's a pirate pig attack! We're gonna burst Hello. through the news. Oh. Welcome. Yeah, well, hello and welcome to the <laughs> the news sprint. <clears throat> very first, very first uh, stride. We got Konami rumoring to cease their productions on AAA games entirely, except for PES, which mm-hmm. is uh, a, a, a weird story based on rumors that was reported on a French site. Eurogamer mm-hmm. supposedly confirmed them. However, Konami has since gone on to deny these rumors, with a representative saying, "I can promise you that we're definitely not leaving Metal Gear behind or anything like that." I know some blogs were claiming online this morning, but I'm not really sure where they'd be getting that from. We're still working on console games and franchises such as Metal Gear, Silent Hill, Castlevania, PES, and all the rest. Yep. Which I didn't. I don't know, like how how I don't know who to trust anymore, because Ooh. Konami definitely doesn't have any of that on their schedule except for PES. And oh, yeah, it's, it's not that surprising of a news story in the first place. It was just kind right. of like a nail in a coffin that already exists. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I, th- I, I didn't know it was a rumor. I thought I thought they came out and said they're they're halting all AAA and they're focusing on mobile. Oh, uh, well, and that's another thing. Why, why it's hard to believe the guy saying, no, this is just a rumor. We're still working on these franchises because earlier this year, the uh, new new president of Konami was saying that their focus from now on is going to be 100 percent mobile. I think that was the exact quote, although it's not entirely true because they still had some console PES and Konami bleh, PES and Yu-Gi-Oh games coming out. But even then, like uh, those, those franchises aren't exactly like PES makes a lot of money in Japan and Europe, but they aren't like worldwide blockbusters that mm. that everyone gets all hyped up for snake pachinko machines oh god yeah. i when you I, lose they I would say hope, snake! i would hope it would wouldn't they yeah i would really yeah. i would really hope that that good. that pachinko machine is just a cardboard box <laughs> <laughs> it's really That's sad pretty good that i kind of like the idea of playing <sighs> with this idea because there's so many stupid wacky ways they could pull it off but the idea itself is just like so it's it's like watching a balloon that you really liked as a kid deflate and die over the course of a day. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the, the supposed rumor is from a French site called Gameblog. Uh, Eurogamer has, has since quote unquote confirmed it by saying Eurogamer understands both reports to be true. And th- that also came a day after news was revealed that the Fox Engine lead uh, quit Konami because yeah. 
they weren't using the Fox engine on anything else again. Supposedly, PES 16 uses it, but you can't really tell with that game. And they, they've spent a lot of time and money making this this very well-optimized game for this very fast engine. And now they're just kind of throwing away all that effort. And, and this also yep. comes after further news that uh, Metal Gear Solid 5 is going to have to make a profit on an $80 million production cost, which it might not. I mean, we'll have to see as time goes on, even though it should be a pretty popular game. It's also number five in kind of a very niche series. <coughs> so, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I would say don't don't take news like this super duper seriously but at the same time much like when i was breaking news like this earlier the circumstances seem to suggest that it is true mm. hmm. uh we got we got more another little side note in in the past two weeks of <laughs> the 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 fuck konami daily news bulletin is right. um the the horror mangas artist the, the horror manga artist Jun Ito was apparently also working on Silent Hills before it was canceled. This news comes to us by ways of uh, Guillermo del Toro's Twitter account, who, yeah. who said it himself, Junji Ito, undisputed master of horror in Japan and our collaborator in Silent Hills was 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 scheduled to be working on this thing that, that got canceled, which yeah. is is wow. also another thing to be sad about. Yeah, I don't. First of all, I don't like disturbing things for the most part. I've never played a Silent Hills game or a Silent Hill game, but uh, upon looking at this guy's art, oh, like it looks pretty it spooky. Is, it's pretty uh, fucked up uh, in a lot of ways, and and he probably would have been a valuable asset to the series. Dude, I'm look surprised. At that shark bug, dude. There's a yeah, shark, the shark, and then a the, bug is growing out of the bottom of it. Ah, uh, uh. So so that's from the horror series Gaio which sees Okinawa invaded by mutant killer fish with metal legs as a holdover from world. It sounds like a pretty, pretty campy concept, but the illustrations are like really, really nightmare they're, they're quality very disturbing. Yes, yes. And I'm also like, I don't know. I've never, never really actually heard of this guy until now, which probably makes me a, a stupid babby because I don't know. I'm not, I'm not super into the animus and the mangoes. Well, like, I, mm. yeah, I think that's just... A thing where it's like if you you know if you're not into Nintendo, then you may not know like Samus's backstory, or or like you may not know like some enemies from Metroid or something. Like I'm and, not into manga pretty much at all. So and I'm not into most horror stuff, yeah. especially disturbing stuff. So like it's no it's no wonder that like I haven't heard of him. You you haven't but, heard of him. But looking at his work, he's very talented. And, and, and the people up. who do know of him are like devastated by this news. It was really yeah. big news that day. Uh, which kind of makes me wonder though, why they didn't publicize his name earlier. I guess, I guess Kojima, Del Toro, and Norman Reedus were were more bankable terms in the West. But yeah, definitely. But even then, it it, it seems like <sighs> a weird place for this very popular artist's name to be coming out of from Guillermo Del Toro's Twitter account months after the fact. Anyways, like I said, we're, 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 yeah, I know, I know, we're we're blistering through this though. Yeah. We got um a little a little bit about the new Hitman, which is uh, I have have you guys heard of this thing? Do you, do you, have you guys played the previous Hitman games? 
No, the, never played the any old, of them. Like old, old ones. And how, how old they were we kind of rough. They were kind of rough for me. Uh, I think, was it 360? I think it was 360 days. Um, so, so, so you might be thinking of Blood Money. Yes. Which yes, is yes. supposedly the series peak. And it was also the only one in a very long time up until Absolution three years ago, I want to say. Well, anyways, they're making a new one and and they're going for another weird, uh, very, very 2015 kind of release model where where they they have a game coming out in chunks of DLC at a time. that will eventually lead up to a $60 permanent season pass that is also the cost of the base game by itself. But it will be initially be launching for $30 with um, Mm. what, what they're calling three locations and six missions. And I'm wondering how the nomenclature really describes how this game is designed around that. Like, uh, mm. you could you could have kind of the way Metal Gear Solid Five. Metal Gear Solid Five actually takes a lot of inspiration, I feel, from Hitman games because you have big sandbox maps and individual missions within those, where a clockwork of AI scripts run a routine that you can throw a wrench into while trying to complete specific objectives. Which is a lot like the old Hitman games; they just took place in tunnels instead of big blobby sandbox maps. So when they say three locations, I'm wondering: are they talking about big blobby sandbox maps, or just like a uh, asset set for tunnel style levels, mm-hmm. like in the older games? Yeah, that's a that's a very big distinction between a a a worthless $35 game and a very worth it $35 game right and even then like you got the difference between six fully fleshed out levels and fully fleshed out individual level designs versus six like GTA style missions in three Mm. mini GTA maps it's it would be kind of weird I can't really say that neither of them don't sound like $30 to me Considering how like Ground Zeroes felt fine to me at thirty dollars, and it was um, I think four, like really long hour long Hitman style missions all in the same sandbox map. Yeah, I I was not one of the people who had a problem with Ground Zeroes. I thought I I don't know. I mean, I don't think any game should be priced sixty dollars. That's just me personally. Um, I think dropping that that price down across the board would be beneficial to everybody but i think that at relative pricing i don't think that it was a big deal in my opinion so yeah i don't know i don't know about hitman but like what i'm saying is if these are short like uh golden eye 64 length levels then God, mind you i've never played a hitman game but i would not pay $35 for that game they tend to have really good replayability though there are lots of lots of different routes through hitman levels so they're going the route because a lot of people don't finish their games anyway to sell them a cheaper you know entry and so they can you know at least play through it and and if they want to continue they buy the the next part basically it, it seems like it's it's so weird to say pay demo again because that's also a lot of the complaints that you heard about Ground Zeroes, which I don't necessarily agree with after playing it. Like I got a good solid eleven hours the first few nights out of Ground Zeroes, and now I'm playing it again and having a blast with it all over again. So that was thirty dollars, and that felt about right to me. But it was still a kind of a risky move from their part, and also folded into 
how you're seeing Splatoon releasing and to, to a lesser extent also like Witcher 3 coming out with a bunch of DLC add-ons during the first six weeks after launch. Uh, but yeah, this is, this is it's interesting. A, a new normal so far. I'm okay with it because there hasn't really been a bad example that I've played. I'm sure there have been bad examples, but I guess I've managed to steer clear of those mm-hmm. of, of like this whole partial launch concept. But, but yeah, it's, it's interesting times. I'm wondering how long this thing's going to stick around. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like it has potential to be bad, but I have not experienced it in a bad way. But I mean, like, at the same time, I know people who don't like Splatoon's way of going about it. They think that it was very limiting and very, like, it turned them off to the game, whereas I thought it turned me I think it's kind of unfortunate that a player's experience can vary so much by what date they get into it. Because I imagine I probably would not be enjoying Splatoon as much as I did if I bought it on day one, where there was simply yeah. less Splatoon to enjoy. I don't know. I, 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 I like that limitation and being able to like, oh, I need to try out all my options because there's like... Not many options. Like in Street Fighter 4, I have not played probably 90% of that roster. But if they released, you know, two characters a week, I'd probably have tried out all of them. If that makes sense. Huh. That's how uh, Killer Instinct launched too, didn't it? Yeah. And that's going pretty well for them as far as I yeah, know. Yeah, I haven't heard a lot of lot of complaints about that one. Matt, you're into Killer Instinct, right? Uh, no. Oh. Because I have well, Xbox. Because we played it that one time and you're the Xbox guy. Right, right. <laughs> right. But that's the only game on Xbox oh, One. Oh, you see, oh. I was going to land that joke. But you know what, Jimmy? You beat me to it. <laughs> it also you has beat sorry, me dude, to it, man. Sorry. Um, I sorry, played a I bit of it. Um, Man, I do not get the combos for that like it's super easy to get in a combo but i'm i'm assuming it's 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 hard to like master being able to break it and stuff like that um yeah it's yeah they they have seasons as well um it's it's a, it's a it's a really crazy system and you have to pay a little bit money to to unlock more characters you you get like a free character every week i think <laughs> every week and, and they rotate uh, them in and out yeah, so it's kind of like you know, like League of Legends, where they rotate. Right. You know? Yeah. Except it's only one character that you have to play. So you obviously, when you go online, you're playing another another one of uh, the you know the same character. You know exactly. Mm-hmm. You know this guy has not been playing just like you. Hmm. You just <laughs> just gonna mash that. You're just gonna basically what I do is just I rotate the analog st- stick like over and over again, and the combos just stream out, dude. <laughs> combo combo breaker it's, it's kind of great. interesting to think of this character rotation thing as a balancing force keeping players on a more even field by making them play with something they're unfamiliar with yeah interesting. Uh, yeah anyways we, we've, we've talked a lot about price the value of things and what they may be worth right. while also not really knowing how expensive a lot of things are behind the scenes which uh, sounds a lot like th- the conversations surrounding the SAG after voice actor strike. Yeah. Yeah, this is <laughs> going to be really hard to talk about. So basically, yeah, two weeks yeah. ago, um, a, a, a little controversy. I, I don't know if it's like little. I feel like this might be more important than it feels like when you read about it. 
Because video well, game voice acting is yeah. important, but it's also hard to notice sometimes. Because it's just like I think, six guys. I mean, okay, here's the deal. I watched a couple videos on it. Uh, I listened to podcasts that talked about it. I, I, I'd say check out Jim Sterling's video about it if you want to sort of see... Uh, I like uh, I'm talking to the viewers I think uh, George you already said you you already told me that you watched that video but uh uh yeah Jim Sterling did a good video on this it's the the Screen Actors Guild uh strike uh, I think the video is called uh performance matters mm-hmm. which is the hashtag that they're using which was um, reading me out too because I thought they were talking about frame rates yeah I I thought that too um it was a very weird choice of words for the gaming industry but I I get it it's a catchy hashtag um but yeah, I don't know much about acting. I don't know much about voice acting for sure. Um, and yeah, it's what happened after watching Jim Sterling's video. I can my my like completely hands off opinion of from knowing pretty much nothing else about it is yeah, I sort of stand with the voice actors that want to get paid for doing good work because uh, yeah. Oh, sorry. No, that's, uh, okay. that's I was a, just gonna. Bullshit. Oh, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What's the story? What's the, yeah, what's yeah, the, the story? story? The story. I was, I was right, right. Going to explain the story. The story is that uh, they they need to SAG-AFTRA wants to negotiate for for some kind of new industry standard regarding back end bonuses, and the idea for this it only applies to a minority of games, but the idea is that the voice actor would take a lower performance fee for a percentage of gross revenue if the game breaks 2 million units sold, which kind of makes a lot of sense to me because breaking 2 million units is something not a lot of games do. Only a minority of AAA games that have big budgets to begin with make that many copies sold. And at the same time, it also kind of prevents the, uh, the, the, the Cousin Roman situation from back in 2008 where the voice actor got mad that he later on found out, I, I guess he didn't know what Grand Theft Auto is at the time, but later on found out that he was voice acting for this like 14 million unit selling blockbuster, but mm-hmm. got paid what he was was used to working for for something that might sell like 40,000 units. Right. And and basically wanted royalties that, that he wasn't getting. And I don't know, like, I don't want to get into the judgment call for that. But I just do want to say that when you have a budget that high, uh, a, a little like 2% present bonus the for, yeah. for the people who make that game worthwhile is mm-hmm. probably not that big of a drop in the game's budget. Yeah, it it. I, I uh, it it seems like from the from the uh, Game Informer articles I've been reading about it or or skimming it, it it seems like they're framing these demands as not being that ridiculous, but apparently the other forces at play don't want to negotiate, and and so a lot of voice actors were were voting to strike last week, which would be really interesting. Because when when actors in TV and film go on strike, you can tell there mm-hmm. there will be a little period of production afterwards that'll seem a lot more weirder and creative than the rest because they have to deal with that new limitation and then Doctor Horrible happens. Right. But uh, for video games, the production cycle is so much longer, and and actors are involved that they're still greatly involved, but to a lesser extent in the overall production. That I right. don't know if you'd be able to really 
notice the difference of a short strike versus a more long-term one. Yeah, it's a uh, it's kind of weird. Also, before we before we move it too far past that, I just want to uh, make this uh, joke that I can't really find a setup for, but. Wouldn't the video game voice actor strike just be Nolan North sitting in his house not doing anything? Because uh, hey, he's in every yeah, game and he plays he is. every character. It's true, though. Good joke, Jimmy. <laughs> oh. He does, he does literally, he's like in like fucking 100,000 games. They're replacing Hollywood star actor Donald Dinkolder. What was his name? This is Peter Dinklage. Peter Dinklage. This is how little Donald I know Dinkleder? about things that aren't video games. All right, there's the podcast title. <laughs> it's Donald yeah. Dinkelderp. Yeah, amazing. It's <laughs> because I was thinking of election news. That's all I do. I just read election news, watch Rick and Morty, and play video games. Real talk, Morty? though. If Peter Dinklage ran for president, I'd vote for him over Trump. What about these nuts? Yeah, yeah. He's gonna <laughs> have to run against him over Trump. <laughs> these nuts. Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to say something on the voice acting. Uh, let's go for it. Yeah. I, I, I would have to agree with the union because, uh, I mean, it, it, as long as they're not being greedy, obviously. But like, because it. What if Soma? What if Soma sold very well? Right. Mm-hmm. I would think mm-hmm. that the voice actors that were on there should get a little bonus. Why? A bonus because for selling well. The reason why I love that game so much is because of the the delivery of the voice actors. So the, the game sells right. well. Oh, sorry, yeah. sorry. I was <laughs> God damn it, I'm doing it again. <laughs> it's just gonna say, I, if, if a game with good voice acting sells well, it's because the voice acting's probably doing a part in selling the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, it's, it's, it, it will be hard to think of that game without voice acting or good voice acting. Because if, if, if the delivery was was bad, then the game probably wouldn't have sold well. People wouldn't have heard it on the stream and be like, oh, wow, hold up. Wait, wait a minute. What? What? This this horror game is <laughs> is a, a little bit more than than just some regular indie horror. Oh, I, this horror game is a horror game. Oh. Oh. There's, there's oh. horror. The horror. <laughs> oh. oh. Oh man. Okay. Yeah. So I, I can't. I can't follow up from that. I can't follow up from that. It's yeah. I, I definitely. In, yeah, in those cases, I would. I would definitely like them to get a little bonus, a little chin Also, chin on also the side. there's there's the fact that since these bonuses are applying to games that hit that two million unit mark, it's only applying to the games that sell really well and are thus easier to pick on. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So uh, that's that's the news. Yeah. Whoa. Goodbye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it's, it's been real. I'm sorry we missed last week, but that just meant that we had more fun to catch up on this week. Yeah, that was um, par- partially on my end because of scheduling. But uh, go watch the thing that I sunk 20 to 30 hours of editing into. Mm. Uh, go watch Defend Where could we on, find your on- thing? Well, that one's actually not on my channel, but that's uh, the YouTube.com slash that one video gamer is uh, you'll find the new episode of Defend It, which I Who did the animation and edited. Uh, well, the, the you mean like the backgrounds and the intro and everything? Yeah. That was uh, Micah Frar, mm. who is the uh, pixel art animator for JonTron's <laughs> assets. Ah, I see it. Yeah, he's a, he does a, he does a very good work. Oh, yeah, he does. Um. But I did all the all the editing, 
directing, green screen work. Nice. All those guys. But all, I mean, there's like five or six of us that worked on it. Shouts to all those guys. Um, but yeah, it really came out great. Really happy with it. You can go watch that. That's why you didn't get a podcast last week. So, so this is this is Dodger's big appearance, right? It's just sharing the right. office, making something of that. Also, also Jesse Cox. Really? The, uh, oh yeah, I'm, I'm flipping through it now. I did, yeah, there are so many beards to, to differentiate. <laughs> <laughs> they all look the same. Hey man. Oh Whoa. no, I oh. I didn't mean it in a mean way. <laughs> Everyone just has but yeah, beards. You can, find, you can find my actual stuff. I did a video on Rivals of Aether that I yammered on about for 10 minutes earlier. Uh, YouTube.com slash SunderGamer or SunderCR on Twitter. Yay. Hey, Matt, where we can find YouTube. you? YouTube.com slash The Bush. I mean, uh, Matt Visual. <laughs> a lot of people are confused Thanks. about The Bush. It's, it's okay. I say let them know George, about where, the bush, where can we find you? YouTube.com slash Show. Woo. Yeah. He also has a bush. Yeah, yeah, you don't know. <laughs> I, I maybe I your don't. Be I've sure to seen. rate us five stars on iTunes. We'll see you next time, everybody. Goodbye. It'll be a mystery. Goodbye. It is a mystery. No, it's never Goodbye. a mystery to me, George. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. I guess you can just, you can just is, cut it like right in there. The weirdest exit ever. Yeah. Goodbye. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.